Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm Ro Khan. I'm Richard Roper. A lot has happened in the world of Hollywood in the last week, and none of it good. <laughs> Might be some good news laced within the latest in pop culture news. We hope so. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. all of that. Yeah. But first, the digital landscape is changing rapidly and to compete in today's business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, development, e-commerce, mobile apps, digital marketing. It drives your overall business success, doesn't it? Because they believe that today's online world is your opportunity. Visit AmericanEagle.com today to get started. Where would you like to start? I would like to start with sincere good wishes for actress Christy Swanson, who has the COVID, and even though we disagree about just about everything, and she blocked me on Twitter a long time ago, um, and she's a vocal, vocal anti-vaxxer, you know, super conservative uh, Trumper. I don't wish ill on anyone. Um, you know, there's there's obviously iron here. Uh, Roe, Christy Swanson, just a month ago tweeted, that the COVID was exactly the same as the flu, and you can decide if you want to get a shot. Uh, she likes to rile people up. I mm -hmm. think she believes that. Uh, just over the weekend, she was doing LMAO. Is that laughing my ass off, mm -hmm. right? LMAO. Yes. Uh, digging the tomahawk chop that the Braves fans were doing, which has become a big source of controversy. And she's like, keep it up. you know. So you know where she stands on everything. But then today, this uh, you know very, very vocal anti-vaxxer tweeted, prayers for me, please. Yesterday, I took an ambulance ride to the hospital. I'm still here with pneumonia. I'm on oxygen, et cetera, all COVID-related. I'm in good spirits and in great hands. And as you have pointed out many times, Rokan, the uh, anti-science, anti-vax crowd sure knows how to dial up that ambulance and get to the hospital and get the best scientific health care when they get sick. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. They don't believe... Well, okay. I don't want to generalize completely here because I know a growing number of people who are taking a stand yeah. against the vaccine mandates because yep. they believe that they should be uh, able to make their own decision about their health care. Mm -hmm. Now, I happen to disagree with them on this. I, I I took the vaccine as soon as I was able to take it. I got the second dose as quickly as I could. Where'd you go? You go Moderna? Again. You go with Pfizer? I went, I, well, I went with wherever Walgreens You went Walgreens? Going, yeah, so it was right. Moderna. So I got the as a matter of fact, I make Moderna cocktails now. Yeah. Uh, on They're Friday great. afternoons at five o'clock. Yeah. For those. I mean, I, I I'm I'm all about vaccines. I had a lot of uh medical people in my family when I was growing right, up right. and uh <laughs> they were all about the medical sciences and especially about vaccines because hey. they were old enough to remember right. uh instances where polio was eradicated in the United States of America that the killer influenza, yeah. which by the way, the influenza in the flu is a killer, can be a killer. Absolutely. It doesn't kill at the same rate that COVID does, but it does it basically using the same mechanisms to do it. It's a, it's a completely different mm. virus, but you basically, you die because your lungs fail because there's you know so much stress on them or your heart fails because there's so much stress on it mm. based on what's happening by the ravages of the virus inside your own body. And this was a pretty simple thing, I think, for people to understand if they chose to, that this was a new virus. I don't want to get on my soapbox, but I will for mm -hmm. just a second. This is a new virus. So when it hits the population, we have no immunity to it. How it came to be, we can argue about that. And history will tell whether it was made in a lab in China or it was really a, a bat that did something on a leaf. That when did it's Altro having it, a meal in a kitchen. Right. And contagion. 
but, but that yeah, movie, yeah. But by the way, you can go back to that movie and look at that movie. The and that, film, yeah. that that tells you, Contagion tells you everything about this that Absolutely. you need to know. Absolutely. And this was done way before, way ago. before, yeah. you know, any of this is going to happen because that was a coronavirus. This has been, you know, a great fear in the epidemiological world. Hmm. I, I get all that. So the idea of taking a vaccine to not just make yourself safe, but make the people around you safe and by extension, the people around them safe. And then it, it fans out, right? It just, it continues to expand like, like dropping a pebble in a glass of water. It's going to, it's going to go to the edges there. The idea is that we try to stop this using the technology available to us. And the reason that people are standing their ground is because in many, many corners is because it's the whole you're not the boss of me you can't tell me to do that you know vaccines aren't mandated well they are mandated for kids to go to school they are mandated in some businesses depending on the business that you're in you know the flu vaccine and things like that unless you have a medical or religious reason not to do it flu vaccine for example you know people are told not to take it if they've got an egg allergy or mm -hmm. they've got a couple of other different conditions that's fine. If you have that, that's fine. Right. But, I mean, for people especially, I know there's a big argument amongst first responders all over the country now yeah. on the issue of taking the vaccine, not taking the vaccine, and being told, oh, no, no, you can't do that. I, 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 You can't tell me what to do. Well, you know, they kind of can. You know, it's a paramilitary organization when you're in, in law enforcement. It's like being in the military. You can't tell the Army you're not going to take a vaccine. All those guys. In the army, have to take those vaccines. You can't not like a take a dozen it. shots. Yeah, you know when you when you enlist. Uh, and to that point too, earlier this week, you know we were hearing all these numbers out of New York City that thousands of police officers were going to walk off the job, and it, it, the number ended up being less than a hundred, fewer than a hundred. You know, because when push comes to shove and your job is on the line, you know, then some, sometimes people shift their their stances. It, it it's very interesting though because a lot of the same people who are anti-vax and you can't tell me what to do and everybody has to have their freedoms are saying we got to go into these libraries and get rid of all these books that are teaching history that you know we don't like so it's what's convenient for you now on the entertainment side you know christy swanson's not the only one who is out there being an anti-vaxxer another news story for you rokan uh ice cube walked away from a nine million dollar payday he was gonna do a comedy with jack black and he would not take the vax. And Sony's policy is everybody on the set has to be double vaccinated, has to get, you know, continued testing. That's the policy on every single set, TV set, movie production set, whatever you want to say. Um, and he walked away. Now, there are a couple of shocking things. First of all, they were going to pay him $9 million. And I, I love Ice Cube, but I feel like you could pay him $2 million. <laughs> for a comedy with Jack Black. <laughs> what, he was agent? What, what is that? Uh, yeah, I would well, be his anti-agent. Um, but... It's it's interesting too because he was the one telling everybody one of the many you know high profile stars telling everybody to wear a mask early on but I guess he's got a different feeling and a different philosophy about well, the, the vaccination and I, can I, I yeah, want to stop yeah, for a second yeah. here because it has changed there are people who six months ago would not have said the same things yeah. that they are saying today and I think it's because again people are living in their silos they're living in echo chambers I do it everybody else does it in their own way of people that they're around and that they surround themselves with through social media. And so when you're getting the same feedback over and over and over again, well, you know, this thing is bad for you. It's making, you know, so-and-so sick and I don't feel good about it. And you can't tell me what to do. And then people come up with all kinds of made up things out of the constitution or state law or whatever it is and say, you know, this is not legal. 
you know, it, it it really goes down to personal responsibility. We always say that. And I know there's a lot of people, and I think that Ms. Swanson would be among them to say, what whatever happened to personal responsibility and making sure that you do the right thing by the people around you? Well, that's what this is. And there are, are there incumbent risks in this vaccine? Some, not many, very small percentage, infinitesimally small right. percentage. Are there incumbent risks in getting or spreading COVID a lot. And of course, you know, we hear every time somebody who has been vaccinated gets the COVID, everybody jumps on that seat. But in most cases, their symptoms aren't as horrific because they were vaccinated. So it alleviates, you know, some of the symptoms. And now the latest thing I've seen on some of the cable news channels, Fox and OAN, Owen, 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 OAN. Yeah. Uh, they let to bring. They trot out guests and experts, so-called experts, who are like, now they're you know they're really disputing the numbers. We don't know how many of these five million people worldwide really died of the COVID. That's another because they can't dispute the number of deaths where it says that on the on the death certificate. Right. But you can always say, wait a minute, well, I think it was you know, pre-existing just, conditions and yeah. this and that. So we're going to leave that. We wish Christy Swanson the best. We hope Ice Cube comes around. Not Maybe Christy bucks. Swanson and Ice Cube could do a movie together. And in the meantime, Kyrie Irving yeah. is still, you know, maintaining that he doesn't want the facts and he believes the earth is flat. Never forget that. And I will leave you with this thought before we move on to the next subject, Rokum. Yeah. Flat earthers, I've always said I would like someone and I would be glad to contribute. And I'm sure Ro would as well, as you know, we could be the the announcers for this, but <laughs> I still would like to see a reality competition show where you get 10 couples who believe the earth is flat and you offer them $10 million to the first one to reach the edge of the earth and you follow them as they try to reach the edge of the earth because at some point they're not going to reach the edge of the earth and yeah. when they when they make the full circle can you imagine the couples arguing I, I that's the Sydney Opera House again where's the edge of the earth so at the edge of the earth uh, should be coming soon to yeah. a streaming uh, platform near you, Roka. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of like amazing waste as opposed to amazing race. I it just I, all right, whatever. I people want to believe what they want to believe. I mean, I know it's shocking, but they do, and there's no telling them any different. I have given up oh, on the true. idea of trying to convince people that this is a good idea. It is a good idea. It is personally responsible. It is socially responsible. Mm. And yes, people who demand personal responsibility are demanding ultimately social responsibility, yeah. right? You got to be responsible to your neighbors. You can't act like an asshole all day long, mm. right? That's the whole idea behind this whole what about personal responsibility? Well, you know, that's a pretty good argument right there. However, uh, as you point out, Ms. Swanson and, and, and many others, uh, who have chosen to, and, and again, from both spectrums, which is really interesting to me. You got people on the far left and the far right, and then just people out of nowhere that you would not anticipate this kind of reaction from who are jumping out of their seats to tell us about yeah. their well, ill-informed opinions. That's true. I, I, will, I will agree with you that you get that on both sides. Um, I, you know, for a long time, my uh, Twitter, one of my Twitter, Twitter profile pictures, I was wearing a mask. Like a lot. And I didn't, you know, I didn't say wear a mask. And I just was wearing a mask. I was outside. And I heard from all kinds of people, you know, who were anti-maskers. You're an idiot. 
I'm never reading your reviews again until you get that diaper off your face. Bah! They like to do the goat <laughs> the noise sheep. thing to you, the sheep thing. Is it a goat or a sheep? What the are sheep, we? Yeah. Oh, the sheep you're is, a is if you're a if you're a ma- uh, a masker or a vaxer. Yeah. Goat is if you're the greatest of all time. Yes, correct. LeBron or yeah. Michael Jordan. There's the goat argument. Yeah. Which sidebar? Mm-hmm. The goat of the game used to be the person who blew the game. Not He's anymore. the goat. Yeah. But now the goat. Um, but you know, I also get this. Uh, we talk about movies all the time here, and you know, when we first started doing screen time, uh, almost everything I've seen was at home. The, you know, the big feature films, obviously the streaming series, everything that was originally intended to be released in theaters. Now, the studios would prefer that I see the big movies, you know, whether it's Dune, No Time to Die, a ton of big movies coming, West Side Stories coming soon. They got a lot of big movies coming out, and they, they're setting up screenings in Chicago area theaters for me. Usually it's just the press. Sometimes it's two or three people. Sometimes it's just me and a publicist and a projectionist. And if I tweet a simple picture, hey, about to see Spencer with Kristen Stewart, you know, really excited for this one. I get people saying, oh, my God, that that looks amazing. Oh, you got the best job. And then people, what are you doing in a movie theater? I get that, too. Like, <laughs> what kind of message are you sending? I can't believe you're doing that. Good <laughs> oh, luck man. with the vax. Yeah. Did you get the vax? You know, I'm so... And there's nothing political about the tweet, but people politicize it anyway. Right. We just can't help ourselves anymore. We see everything through our own social media lens or through our own personal experience, and we don't have a sense of a world greater than we have experienced. And that I wasn't always the way. I don't think that was kind of the idea. I think for most of the 20th century in America was this whole idea of expanding your vision of the world get out of your own little house or neighborhood or town and look at the world in a bigger way whether you went there or not study it learn it know that there are different ways of living and that people think different things and put that into the mix when you're deciding what it is you want to do sometimes somebody has a better idea than you had a lot of times they don't have a better idea than you had but the idea that you're angry that anybody else has a different idea yeah, than yours such anger is new such vitriol and I, I did do some historical research row and there weren't a lot of movements way back in the day of parents saying little Cindy Lou is going to have her crutches and get the polio because she'll develop herd immunity <laughs> people took the fucking vaccine <laughs> right, you know true. Jonas Salk is a hack you know, there wasn't a lot of that. That's <laughs> right. Totally then. true. It's just one way of we looking at it. We buried Bobby today, but he had a good seven-year run. <laughs> Fuck the vax. Didn't see a lot of news stories in the Herald Tribune. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see. Just around this back out, and then we'll, we'll come back and talk about all this other all stuff. Right. But it would be very interesting to see uh, what Ms. Swanson does now mm-hmm. with her take on this. Will she come out and go, the whole thing was a hoax? Or... Can she admit she was wrong? That's the other piece of this yeah. entire social media puzzle, mm-hmm. which is people can't admit when they've made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, true. People, I, I found people with strong opinions rarely ever do because <laughs> their opinion of themselves is the most important opinion that they have. I sound like I'm one of them now. You mean like to be. Tucker Carlson doesn't have a I goofed again segment at the end of his show? <laughs> Well, I get or Bill Maher well, or Rachel know, Maddow, okay. you know anybody. I'm right. saying there, not, I mean, not just on the right side of the spectrum. No, 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 no. Because you know, I was a professional talk show host, and I learned in talk show host school uh, that the most important thing is never admit you're wrong. If even if you're dead wrong, just go down that line, and people will follow you. And you know, I, and I always thought 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of craven. You know, that seems that doesn't seem human, and that probably won't end well if I actually get good at that. Yeah. And now look. Well, that's you know that was also the. Uh, all, always has been the creed of the gossip columnist. You know, you you tout and you tip and you say and predict. And if it happens, you know, you, you know there were a lot of gossip columnists. That, I told you Trump would run for president. Well, they've been saying it since 82, you know, that he was going to run for president. So when he finally did, as I said in my column, but if you get something wrong, you just move on. Yeah, that's it. Speaking of Trump, he told people to take the vaccine and he got booed. Now, yeah. the people like uh, Christy Swanson, I mean, it, and she's clearly, as you pointed out, she's a big Trump supporter. Would like to see him run again for president of the United States. Does she disagree with him on his vaccine yeah, policy? Yeah, there's a disconnect there, and they just want to move on to critical race theory, if you bring it up. <laughs> All right. I'm still not 100% sure what that is. But I'll, But listen, Neither we'll, we'll are the learn now. vocal critics of it. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's We're just making stuff up to get mad at each other, and I, mm-hmm. I still think it's all about Putin. I think he's been doing the whole thing. Okay. On the other side, more stories from the great beyond of Hollywood, including, on oh, this one's pretty interesting, Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin meet the press yeah. to talk about the Rust incident. We'll talk about that. But first, let me tell you about Portillo's. It's one of my favorite places to eat on the planet Earth. And that is absolutely true. I'm not making that up. I, I, I probably order from or eat drive through a Portillo's drive through and eat from Portillo's mm. I probably once a week. Probably, I would say. And you know why? Because they got the best hot dogs, they got the best Italian beef, they got the best Italian sausage, and <laughs> they got great salads, they got great french fries, they got great everything that you want. If it's comfort food or uh, what are they called? Fast casual now. Whatever that is, mm. you, you have got to Stop by Portillo's if you haven't done it yet. And if you live outside of the area in which there are Portillo's, you can order the stuff online. And I always tell you, order the chocolate cake because it's the best chocolate cake you're ever going to have in your life. You can think, well, now how is a fast casual restaurant in Chicago going to make the best chocolate cake I ever had in my life? Trust me, it is. There are people all over the planet Earth that actually order that cake for their weddings and they build wedding cakes out of the individual chocolate cakes. I'm not making that up. Try it. Portillo's.com. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S. That's how you spell it. Portillo's.com. We find ourselves in another circumstance in American pop culture in which an accidental crazy tragedy turns now into a litmus test on how you feel about Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. or about mm-hmm. left politics or right politics or gun rights. Yep. And it and it it just it's it's one of those again very very scary echoes in the culture that tells you that we are so far apart and we continue to move apart that we can't even get together on the fact that everybody seems to believe hmm. that this was and and investigators are within the next few days going to release results on this that this was. Certainly not the fault of the primary participants in this. Now, did somebody else bring something they shouldn't have to the set or load a gun or not check a gun or whatever? We'll find out about that. But, you know, there's a lot lot of press out there trying to make Alec Baldwin into a cold-blooded murderer just to prove a point. So he's being chased by the press, as he has been for the last three decades. Because Alec Baldwin 
finds a way to make himself both lovable and very unlikable simultaneously. That's very true, and that's how I feel about him. And through the years, ever since he was with Kim Basinger, and that was a big story, uh, he just takes the bait too yeah. often. Yeah, you know, kind of like before Kanye was taking the bait. Alec Baldwin, he's, you know, shaving cream on the lens of the camera or push one of them or, yeah. you know, get involved in disputes on the streets of New York, even though he knows they're following him. So, yeah, so he and Hilaria and some of their children were in a car in Vermont over the weekend. And the paparazzi, they always can find you. You know, it is it's it's scary. And we talked about a little bit about the Spencer movie, which is about Lady Diane in her last years and the paparazzi's obsession with her and that tragic, tragic a horrible accident when she and Dodi Fayed were trying to avoid, you know, these crazed paparazzi right. on their motorcycles. We spent a whole decade yeah. after that blaming the queen for murdering her. Well, that was got an Oscar for Helen Mirren eventually, though. So, but I mean, you know, terrible, terrible tragedy. Whatever happened to those boys, Diana's boys? We never hear from them anymore. <laughs> they're, they're all grown I heard up the, now. One right? of them, I think, was going to marry an American or something. I don't, I don't know. know what was that all yeah. about. Anyway, but, so but so it, here but are. First of all, I want to go back and just say, that, you know, the, the the whole story of Princess Diana is is just such a Shakespearean tragedy. That poor girl and then young woman. I mean, she just didn't stand a chance from the moment she hooked up with Prince Charles when she was like 19 years old. I mean, and people say, well, she should have known what she was in for. Nobody would know what you're in for. So now Alec Baldwin and Hilaria get out of the car. Mm -hmm. And who's there, of course, to record the moment but TMZ? The, um, I'm afraid I forget her name in the moment, but you met with her family? Uh, in the Helena. Day. Yes, her name I met is with her Helena. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you, you should know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchins. I met with her husband, Matthew, and her son. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how did that meeting go? Uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize it. They're, be, they're, they're, they're you, mortified. You guys, they're you guys, you know what? You, no we, details. But, but do, do me a favor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. Well, I appreciate that he was probably very upset. The, 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 the guy is overwhelmed with grief. So just do me a favor. You know what? My kids are in the car crying. Because you guys are following and them all and I want to do, know. as a courtesy to you, I came to talk to you. I'm not allowed to comment on the investigation. I talk to the cops every day. So my point is, is that, is that I'm just asking. We sat down as a courtesy now to talk to you. Now, please, would you just not follow us for the rest of it? Just, just leave us alone. Just go home. We gave go you home. everything we could Thank possibly. you. For those who haven't seen this, and probably most people listening to us looked at the video of this, but if you haven't seen the video and just heard the audio right there, let us point out yeah. that Alec Baldwin is actually giving the stiff arm to his wife a number of times during this. And she has got her camera out and she's recording the people recording them right. and then walking around and trying to interject. And when he's interrupting, he's not interrupting the paparazzi. He's interrupting his wife. Yeah. It's a very, I have to say, you know, I can't really condemn TMZ because we're, you know, listen, I'm giving him full credit and it's fascinating and, and very uncomfortable. The dynamic there when Alec says to his wife, excuse me, and actually tries to get her out of the frame. And again, you know, he is, again, I don't think he's culpable at all. He was a producer on the movie, so we don't know how directly he was involved with preparations. I don't think so. It was a horrific, tragic accident. I have loved his work forever, and I think, you know, he's a huge talent. He's greatly entertaining when he's either when he's doing interviews or his own podcast. Uh, he's way out there, we know, you know, and very forceful with his opinions. But he also has, and he'd be the first to tell you this, this, this monumental ego. So even though he makes it clear from the start, I, I can't talk. Santa Fe Sheriff's Department has said, I can't talk about the details of the case. He proceeds to talk. And yeah, he avoids it, but it's like, he because he always thinks, I can fix this because I'm Alec Baldwin. I don't know if he oh, made God. things better. I do completely agree at the end when they say, leave us alone. You know, and these fucking leeches who spent the weekend, and they're never going to leave him alone. 
It's just, you know, and one of them offers condolences and they don't give a shit. They're out there because they're getting paid. They're right. freelancers in 99% of the cases who get paid. So it's like TMZ, yes, they have some regulars who work at the LAX, you know, airport or whatever because right. they know they're These celebrities. These guys are not regulars. Or outside, you know, famous Ivy or whatever. But anybody with a cell phone camera now or sometimes they, you know, go out and spend a couple hundred bucks, if they get exclusive video they can sell it for five figures to the tabloids to tmz or to you know something else so you do kind of feel like yeah leave them alone they're with their kids you know but he got out of the car and talked which is exactly what they were hoping for and he did he explains and he did as you're pointing out that he wanted them to stop and so he thought well if i get out and i talk to you guys you know human to human and i say hey my kids are crying in the car right now and there's 1600 kids now in that car as you remember hilaria is setting some sort of a record she's like a dugger right by extension that would be an amazing reality series, by the way, right? The, oh, absolutely. The Baldwins and their 16 children. Absolutely. Yeah, although he will be uh, 97 years old on the birth of the last one. It's, it's actually very Old Testament, whatever's happening over there. Good Lord. Getting back to the point, hmm. his kids may have been crying in the car, and the, everybody is upset, and they don't want to be chased, and it is, it is tough. I mean, you know, especially, you know, you see this happen. Uh, when you know, like people are being arrested, you know, and there's little kids in the car and they're all upset and that's, you know, and the, you, know, you mm. see that on cops and things like that. And that's, uh, and yes, I get it. I totally get it. Little kids, they don't understand what's going on. On the other hand, dad does. And mom, I don't think really has exactly the same clue that dad does. And they certainly weren't on the same page in terms of what they wanted to do there. And I don't want to laugh about this because we got a dead person as a result of this incident. Yeah, horrible, horrible tragedy. But we're making it into an entertainment spectacle to go after Alec Baldwin for Wish this. Wish it was going to happen. And he did say he didn't think they'd ever continue production on American Rust. And the last thing I'll say about this story, there's continuing ongoing developments. But so much is focused on that young armorer who I don't think, in my opinion, from what I've read and been told by people in the business, was ready for that gig. And it turns out that just a few months earlier, she was working on a Nicolas Cage movie and he stormed off the set and said she got to go because the gun had gone off for the second time. And, and he said, you're going to make... He almost thought he was going to lose his hearing because it was so close to his ears. And he was very... And Nicolas Cage has been in a lot of movies with a lot of guns. Yes, this year alone. And for all his you know eccentricities, he's actually got a great reputation for being a professional on set and someone who really respects and cares for the whole process and everybody. And he actually said... She's not ready for this job, and that was the job she had just before this one. Hmm. Well, we will find out ultimately within days now uh, when the Santa Fe County Sheriff comes out and, and releases whatever information that they have. It's, it, it's an unspeakable tragedy for that family, and when you read the details of the scene in the aftermath, it's yeah, it's heartbreaking it's and all of that, and, and yet we've found a way to put it right into the gin mill here in America and make it all about, well, Alec Baldwin said this about Fox News or said this on CNN or he was Trump on CNN. Alec Baldwin about guns and Donald Trump Jr. jumping in saying, I've got a gun collection. I've never killed anybody. You know, all that kind of collateral damage and noise. Right. Right. Although he did interrupt a few rhinoceros families. On the Thursday podcast, we're going to talk about my star turn as a documentary guest. Yeah, and another uh, public figure who has had his (laughs) encounters with the press over the decades. 
Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, uh, that is coming your way. But first, let me just tell you, the Roan Rubber Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. AmericanEagle.com is a full-service global digital agency providing best-in-class web design, development, hosting, digital marketing services, and so much more. Visit AmericanEagle.com for more information. Our executive producers are Renee Nelson and Tim Alanius. Our editor, Demita Menezes. See you next time.